0: Tiny tarts With their eyes All aglow will find it hard Sleeping tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys And goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child Is gonna spy see if
1: reindeer really know how to find Merry Christmas and to so you Good morning, boys and girls. <laughs> it I a uh, I don't even know what day it is. It's someday This <laughs> is someday in the week. I don't I don't even know thursday oh my god this week just flew by uh uh it just flew by it flew by so uh happy thursday uh happy thursday and it is uh the first night of hanukkah i tell you i love this time of year this is the season of mystery, magic, and miracles, and and the, it is so much light during this season uh, that we that we that we have a path that all this light this season is lighting a path towards peace, and we only have to take the steps, we only have to walk toward it. You know, I light a candle in my faith. Uh, Jewish folks light candles. Diwali is all about lights and color. I mean, all all the faiths. Have some, some component of light to it, some component to mystery, some component to magic, uh, and some component to miracles. All the faiths, every last single one of them. Um, and so that is that is the tie that binds us. You know, that that there is this path to peace that we all, that we all could be on. If if we choose it. And not, I'm not talking about choosing a, a faith. I'm talking about choosing a path to peace that we all could be on it. And and for some people, the path to peace is rooted deeply in their faith and what they believe in and how they show up in the world. You know, and then I have other people who are like, I don't have a faith. I, I'm just, a, I just know how to be a decent human being. And that's my path to peace. You know what I mean? I love it. It doesn't matter. You know, the overarching goal is peace. I want people to get to peace. That's that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm I'm hoping to a path to peace. Anyway, uh, that's the way of the world. I hope everybody's well. Uh, I I worked out yesterday and I was just dog tired yesterday. Woo, 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 woo. And what did I do anyway? I fought sleep all afternoon. I fought sleep all afternoon until I, uh, I I tried to pick up Margo from work. And then and then I come home and I watch TV. I eat a little song. I had Chinese food for dinner. I drink a little wine. I still stay up till midnight. I should have really been asleep at 10 because I was ready to go to sleep at 10. But, you know, I've been, uh, I've been binge watching Suits and I'm on season four. Five now I think season five we have two more seasons to go but man oh man that show was a, a wild ride with all the stuff that goes on all the lawyer lawyerly shenanigans that go on it's just wild 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 anyway um, that's life that is life. That is life. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I was I was working out yesterday, and uh, and I was just thinking about uh, my my coach Robert took a picture of me, and I got the medicine ball. I'm doing the waist twist. And, You know, when you see pictures of yourself fat, you just know you're fat. And uh, and I'm not one of these people that, you know, like oh I I hate to see myself. I there's a couple of things about me you should know. Uh, i never met a stage I didn't want to jump on. I didn't never met a mic that I wanted to speak in, uh, and I and I and I, I never walked past a mirror thinking, oh, I always think I always go past mirrors and go, man, that chick is good looking, and that might be delusional on a lot of levels. Who knows? I don't know. But I I I I've been fat for a long time, for a long time. I wasn't a fat kid. Uh, but I carried weight as an adult. And uh, and even when I was young, a young woman, I was heavier than people around me. Like I was a perfect size 14 for many, many years. This is what I modeled under, size 14. Which now isn't even really considered plus size 14. <laughs> but it was in those days. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and, and so I uh, uh, I remember being on diets. I didn't realize I had such a uh, such a, uh, a hatred of fat until uh, my good friend Ron, whose birthday was yesterday, said, "You know what? Stop hating yourself and stop stop being on this yo-yo foolishness. You're beautiful." Uh, And that, and that, it wasn't enough to to curtail me, but it was enough to make me think about what, what, where, where was I, what was I trying to achieve? This is many years ago. This has got to be like, this is way before I was married. I went on one of these diet things and I, and this was before the dairy allergy. And I went on one of these uh, diets where, um, you know, you, you eat a lot of cheese and butter and whey and, uh, and I got so sick I ended up in the, now I lost about 70 pounds or whatever. Not even 70 pounds. I got down, I got down to a size 10, 8, got down to an eight for like 20 minutes. But I got so sick I had to go to the hospital. And I was in the hospital for a few days. This is the beginning of finding out that I had a dairy allergy. But at that time we really didn't know it was a dairy allergy. We just did, we just knew that all my body was inflamed and it was, it was fighting itself. We didn't know why, you know, it looked like I had pneumonia. It looked like I had all these things, but 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 the way they were treating it wasn't treating it. So they couldn't, so they were dumbfounded. So I stayed in the hospital, I got well, I got out. And, and at that time we didn't know there was a dairy allergy. So I kept on doing the foolishness that I was doing. I wound back up in the hospital some months later, same thing. They thought it was just this mystery. And then the last time that I was in the hospital, uh, the last time, because I was, I mean, I was sick. mean, my my organs were shutting down. That's how sick I was. Because I was consuming dairy, whey. I mean, I was on this diet that just, you know, these diets where you just protein and the best protein is the whey protein. And so I was consuming this stuff. And I was at a caloric deficit at that. So I was already weak. I was already so I I I was uh, I was sick, and so the last time I was at the hospital, and my mother, my mother just was she just was so sick with worry, and uh, and I re- they realized a doctor came through and he was like, I've seen this before, like because uh, everybody else was there and what was happening it was like she's been in here two or three times. We don't know what's happening. Her organs are shutting down. They had to intubate me. I mean, it was all kinds of mess. And a young doctor said, you know, I was I was on the continent of Africa. I don't know where he was. He said, and I believe this is a, a, a milk protein allergy. And so he said, do this, do this, do this, do this. And it immediately worked. It was anti- steroids, antihistamines, and some other stuff. You know, saline or something to get my to, to get me not to be dehydrated but it was the antihistamine a huge doses that triggered me back to not having this allergic reaction because this is what it was it was a, a bad allergic reaction to milk proteins and, uh, and so when they finally like pull the tubes out and all this he's like listen I don't, we don't believe you could ever have dairy things again milk Cheese, butter, casein, like you have to give all that up because this this stuff is deadly for you. and i I really didn't understand that so so they first said um let's let's start subtracting different kinds of things out of the diet and uh, and we started with soft cheeses. So the last cheese I had was feta. that was the last cheese that I could have. Um, uh, and once we figured out that it was this allergy, you know, they run the test, they do all this and that, and the other thing, but there was no real testing for it. Right. Like, you know how you go to the allergist and they could prick you and give you all the stuff and like, well, oh, you're allergic to grass and you're allergic to weeds and blah, 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 you know, they don't do that with dairy allergies. It's just, you gotta eat dairy and then go to the hospital. <laughs> so anyway, um that's and that's what happened. And this is how I figured out this is how we figured out I had this serious dairy allergy that would shut down my organs. And it would happen lots of times before I really took it serious, you know, and stopped consuming dairy. So it wasn't like those times in the hospital was the trigger for me to quit. I, I, I didn't know what to look for and I didn't know um all the things that dairy was in. So it really was trial and error you know i had to like be a detective about ingredients Uh, i joined uh allergy groups specific allergy groups for milk proteins and so you learn all the things that have milk proteins in them that most people would not know you know so you get a real education in you know how stuff is made what's in it and i so i had to spend my time you know going through everything with a fine tooth comb. And then what I couldn't understand, I had to go look up. I mean, it was just, you know, these days, because allergies are so prevalent, it's easy, you know. And, and, and it helped that the government was forced, the government forced uh, corp- companies and corporations to list ingredients on their products because they weren't doing that. They weren't doing it. They refused to do it. And they had to be uh, brought to task to do it. Can you imagine now? No ingredients on the side of things. Like you just eat whatever they say it is. And you have to go with what they say it is. You know, people were dying and stuff. It's like, damn, y'all really want people to die? Because you don't want to tell people what it is? So, anyway. Um, so, anyway. That, that was that was the beginning and the end of dieting at that level and then I've done some other kinds of diets over the years because I was you know there there's a real uh, hatred of fat people around the world, but I think mostly in this country in Western countries um there's a real challenge uh and it, and it is a steady diet. Of propaganda against fat people across the board. Across the board. Uh, you see it in films and commercials, ads, you know. Um, people really have a hatred of fat people. And they don't like to say they have a hatred of fat people, you know. Uh, but they, they, they have a disgust of fat people. And people, and they think that fat people are lazy and, and just eat and all this other kind of stuff. It never occurs to them that uh, being fat is problematic um, in the way that cancer is problematic and alcoholism is problematic and and anything else that you know keeps people from whatever. Um and and I and I, you know, I think people are very careful how they talk to me and, and you know, how they relate to me in terms of my my size um but i've had people be slick and say stuff and look and you know look you know uh put their eyes on my belly or you know put their arm put their eyes on my arms or whatever or you know and and i i'm somebody who dresses very well right like i have really nice clothes i dress really well i don't dress well cuz i'm fat i dress well cuz i have great style and taste <laughs> and i would have great style and taste in any size um, I I and I know what looks good on this body, you know i I rarely wear things that are unattractive. and if I in in something unattractive, it's because I'm trying it out. I just want to get a sense if I dig it. and that's rare because i I know what I like. uh but there there is a, uh, uh a a a real movement of fat shaming in this country when i pay attention to people who are on um social media and the people who are losing weight and all these plans you know people are just mean and say mean stuff and if you just diet and exercise and you just do this you just and and people who say they have no understanding of of science of body of physiology or anything they just they're just being assholes and they're just talking they don't know anything. It's like, well, if I because of me because I do this, then you therefore you must be the same. And people are not the same, you know. And people are not the same. And I know what it's like to be fat And I have a cardiologist who I like, but you know he's an asshole about this weight thing. And every now and again I got to check him because he goes too far sometimes, you know. And I you know I have to and I have to check him because people think. Because you know you're fat, you're jolly all the time, right? Because that's you know that's the that's the the myth that they feed you in movies. You know if you know if you're if you're the girlfriend in the movie, you're not the girlfriend, you're the sidekick of the girlfriend, you know, because you're the fat girl, you know, or all the fat jokes are are on you and and all this kind of stuff. You know, you just can't be a person; you have to be a fat person. So anyway, I say all this to say I put up a post yesterday talking about, I recognize that I'm fat. I am fat. I'm back in the gym, weight training. And I'm not back in the gym to lose weight. I'm back in the gym to get strong because I have no strength, you know, and I'm not steady on my feet the way that I want to be. And every and the, and the best way to do that is to weight train. And I actually like weight training. I like, as much as I whine when I'm in there, I like knowing that I could, you know, I could lift weight and curl weight and burn weight and all those other kind of stuff. And I'm on Ozempic. And uh I'm on Ozempic, which, you know, makes you feel like you don't want to eat, makes you feel like you don't want to drink. <laughs> but when you when you're on this drug, one of the things is you have to you have to keep your muscle mass, which is fine for me because I'm back in the gym weight training three times a week, you know, for a pretty penny. But that's how I choose to spend my money so anyway I wrote this post yesterday about you know being fat and i i I do believe I am fabulous <laughs> I do but I also know that I'm fat and I know how people feel about fat people and I don't I don't I, and i I don't think that i'm I'm unattractive as fat i I just don't think that and I don't think if I lose weight that I'll have more dates or I'll be more beautiful or I'll be more fabulous I'm not going to be prettier or or sexier or any of that stuff i'm not going to be any of that i'm already that i'm not going to be more of it there's no more of that there's only that so i just i just wanted i just felt compelled to just let people know that i already know that i'm fat and 99% 99% of fat people know they're fat and people don't have to remind them. People don't have to remind me that I'm fat. And I don't say this because I think people do that to me. I, I don't think I get get it the way other people get it. But I, I've been in conversations with people. I've been around people who, you know, uh, like the fact that I'm the fat person around because they look thinner and they look more fit. <laughs> I... Trust me, I know this sounds horrible, but I've been in people's company, you know, where they've said slick stuff about weight or, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Or, you know, oh, uh, people would be pretty if they lost weight or blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you know that? Why would you think that? What, what, wh- why? Why would you say that? You know, or, you know, or uh, when the weight comes off, more dates. And, you know, I say this to people. and I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a problem getting dates. I, I'm single because I like being single. I'm not single because I'm fat. <laughs> I, I want people to be very clear. I'm not single because I'm fat. I, I could date every day of the week if I wanted to. I, there's a certain kind of freedom and luxury to being single that I never had before, and I like it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm living in that. I don't, I don't think about. I, I'm not lonely. <laughs> I I just, and I and I don't want to have to consider anybody else's feelings as I move about the world and make decisions in my best interest. And I think when you're a part of a relationship with people, and I I concern myself because I'm in a relationship with people all the time, and so I think about how I move in the world. Like I don't go anywhere. Don't tell my friends and family where I'm going. I'm in a relationship with people, so they they care about my whereabouts. So I don't just up and disappear and don't tell people. That's stupid. I so so I don't mean that. I don't I don't mean I don't want that kind of accountability. What I'm saying is I don't want to be responsible for somebody else's care every day, even though. I I care deeply about people. I'm not responsible for their everyday care, but I'm caring. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, so I, I've been thinking about this fat stuff for a long time, you know, and back and forth on the fence about, you know, what, what does it mean for me to lose weight? What will that do? You know, will I, will I still be fat? And wh- and what does that mean? And I, you know, you see these people who lose weight and they still see themselves as fat. I I don't, I know that I'm fat. I see myself as fat, but I don't think that I'm fat. Like I don't think, oh, this is a hindrance. This is you know, whatever. I don't, I don't come to it that way. I just like, well, this is who I am right now, and I've never been one of these people, whatever the size is, like I'm not wedded to a size and I've never been that way. If I, if I, you know, when I was a size 14, if I needed a 16 pant because of the cut of the pant, okay, then I'd get the 16. Like I never, and I think modeling will do that to you, you know, when particularly plus size models. you It's the fit. It's not the size. Clothes should fit, not, Oh, if I can't get into a to my size, I don't want them. That makes no sense because every every designer, every m- manufacturer cuts on a different cuts to a different way. And you have to go for size, you know, fit, not size. You know. So that's how I that's how I, that I go in the world. There are some things that, you know, I need a a 20in some things I need a 24 in. Uh sometimes I need a 26 in in pants and an 18 shirt. Do you know what I mean? Like so it's it's that kind of uh it's that kind of uh leveling up um uh, that that is required. So so I do I do that kind of. I do that kind of work. I think about it that way. So I, I'm just—I'm going to do a lot of talking about this—this this fat stuff and how people fat shame people. And I said this before. I don't—I don't get in conversations about weight loss with people. I don't want to hear people talk about how much weight they want to lose. And I'm not trying to not—I'm not trying to foil anybody's journey. <laughs> but there are people who do it and say it because. They're just being mean, and, and they just want to low-key shame you about size. And I'm not one of those people that will be shamed by my size. I mean, I, 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 have, I am a commanding woman. Size, stature, <laughs> voice, commanding. I own all of it. I don't concern myself with people's opinions you know, or whatever, you know. And so I'm on this journey, fitness journey, because I'm I'm not fit. I'm not as fit as I want to be. And now that I'm in my 60s, I am 60. Uh, I want the next, the moving forward to be fitness. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want fitness. And, uh, and it's on me to get there. So uh, I I follow a, a woman on Facebook, on social media, the, 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 the fat chef runner. She's a chef. She's a runner. And, uh, and she runs marathons and all the things. And she's fat. And people are always like, I can't believe you're still fat, blah, 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 blah. I mean, all this mean stuff to her. And every now and again, she's got to check people because people discover her and they... <laughs> And they just feel like they have to say something you know about her size it's just amazing to me you know how uh, people feel compelled to say whatever they want to say to you, about you (laughs) so so I don't care. So so this is what I'm saying. If you wanna look at me because I'm a fat person, look at me. You wanna see my round belly, see it. See my my fat butt, see it. You know, my double chin, see it. <laughs> I have really high cheekbones too. Look at them. I, no, I don't, I'm not gonna concern myself with it. So, and I, I want people, other people, to feel that way too. Don't concern yourself. Do what is in your best interest for your health and your well-being. So, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me jump into Advent. As You know, I've been following. I'm doing Hannah um, Abby, uh, uh Advent. You know, the 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 the, the walk to Christmas. The spiritual walk to Christmas, um, and uh, and I said I would do it. Every, read read the, the the message every day, uh, and because I like it. <laughs> it's just something I like to do. And uh, you know, so anyway, today today's Advent reading is uh, from Matthew one one. Matthew one one through seventeen. You know, I act like I wasn't raised in the church. Matthew 1 1 17 to 17. And today's the seventh day. A tale of five women. This is uh, Hannah Brinchers' uh advent message. So I'm reading her words. These are not my words, but I I but I'll jump in and say what I want to say about it if it moves me. So here we go. For years, I used to let my brain tune out whenever I stumbled upon a genealogy in the Bible. Sometimes I just skipped right over it. I never understood the writer taking all this time to to scribe a never ending family tree of hard to pronounce names of people who we don't even know. But here's the thing about the Bible that I'll never stop stressing. There are no accidents. Every detail, word in genealogy holds purpose. If the writer is taking the time to write down a winding lineage, we are meant to read the lineage and take note of it. I invite you to open up your Bible to the beginning of Matthew and read chapter uh, one, verses one through 17. If you can, read the passage out loud and stammer your way through the challenging name, pronunciations. You are reading the genealogy of Jesus the lineage of a God who put on flesh and came down from heaven, not to leave things as they would always been, but to change the entire story and flip everything on its head. You can see the start of that new way of life sitting right there in the lineage. The genealogy of Jesus includes the names of five women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bethes- Bathsheba and Mary. I can't stress enough how incredibly rare this was. Women were typically never listed in a lineage during these times. You'd imagine that if women were to be included in a lineage, then they'd be some stellar women by societal standards. They'd be the best of the best citizens. They'd have no crimes on their records and no embarrassing stories attached to their names the women mentioned in the lineage of Jesus leading up to Mary, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, had occupations we lay heavy stigmas on all the time. Some of them came from people groups that were entirely discounted at that point in history. Some of them lied. Some of them committed adultery. Bathsheba, referred to as Uriah's wife in the lineage, slept with David before he conspired to kill her husband. Tamar is the most known for that one time she dressed up as a prostitute and tricked her father-in-law into having sex with her so she could carry a son through her dead husband's bloodline. Strangely, they don't cover that story in the Jesus Storybook Bible. (laughs) So why? Why include these messy stories in the lineage leading up to Jesus? Jesus, our perfect king, you know, I don't like using Jesus as a king. I like to say Jesus, our perfect light, should have an ideal lineage, right? The lineage of Jesus begins with imperfection, it unfolds because of our fault lines. And through our God, and though our God is perfect and makes no mistakes, he makes it evident in this genealogy that he is not discounting anyone. All are welcome at this new table. In this new story, no person will be scraped because they don't fit the mold. This isn't a story for the people trying to be perfect. It's a story for the people who knew, who know they need a savior. This savior comes for all of us. He reaches for you and me and our incredibly jacked up moments where we've lied, cheated, stolen, gossiped, slandered, and lost our way. He comes to blot that stuff out, not to hang it over our heads or turn us into examples of who not to be. The lineage, this lineage is a gut check for all of us, for all of us who have never looked at someone who didn't live like we live or act how we wanted them to act. And instead of choosing to love them anyway, we made snap judgments, discounted them, or burned them behind their back. This lineage is proof that Jesus came into the world to flip it. It's a proof he came for all of us, not some of us. It's proof he looks past our circumstances and loves us even when we feel like we don't deserve it. Let's not take Jesus's love and turn it into the stingy, self-serving, only love people when they meet your expectations kind of love because that's not Jesus's love at all. Why take a love that is so miraculous and expansive and try to shove it into a narrow little box? Jesus came for anyone who has ever been lost, and that's all of us. He came for the hopeless, for the marginalized, for the torn down by society, for the ones on the borders, for the trolls on Facebook. He came for the people you love and the people you blocked. All of us. The table gets longer and longer. Scoot over, make some room. Here's to steal the prayer. You know what I say, take what you need, leave the rest on the side of the road for somebody else. Dear God, thank you for putting a story into motion that makes room for all of us. For not looking past me when I made mistakes, but using those mistakes to amplify your coming son. Help me to love like Jesus, see like Jesus, accept like Jesus and gather like Jesus. Make me more like him. Amen. 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 And so there we have it. And I I just think that's the perfect advent message, particularly when I'm talking about, you know, uh, fat folks and and how we are in the world and who we are in the world. You know. So I think I think that's the perfect message, you know. That the table is wide and 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 long. And there's room for all of us at the table of different hues and sizes and shapes. That's what makes it interesting. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sit at the table with a bunch of people who look just like me. I want to sit at a table with all kinds of folks, so I can get all up in it and talk about you know all the things that make us very similar. And I, I'm not here for the stingy kind of love. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the uh, uh uh you're the wretched and I'm not, and I'm better than you, and you're not better than me, and blah blah blah. I'm not here for that kind of love. I'm here for the expansive big love. I'm here for sit down, baby, let's talk. Come on over here, sugar, let's eat. I'm here for that kind of open, welcoming love. I don't got no I don't got the first of all, I don't have time for the other kind of stingy, I don't, I I don't like you. And, and therefore, now I'm not suggesting that people break bed, bread and sit with people who they just, you know, just don't like. There's people who you're just not going to like. But even with those people that you don't like them, uh, I, I don't want harm and I don't want to uh, uh, be a catalyst for bad things for them. That's just how I'm getting down right now. I didn't make any coffee this morning. I make someone. I take my break, cause I'm in the habit of having coffee now, and I need it. <laughs> but this is this is good lemon water, so I'm drinking I'm drinking a glass of lemon water. I have such a, a a real problem with getting water in me. I have to do better. Oh, I have to do better. That's because you know water is good for your organs. You know your liver, your kidneys, all the things. Uh, uh, and it helps helps your body flush out all the toxins. So drink your damn water. Uh, so anyway, so that's where I'm at. So, uh, I I hope these Advent readings are as good for you as they are for me. I'm not going to stop them until Christmas. So there you go. <laughs> uh, and and and. Uh, just the season, just the season, people. Just the season, just the season. I want people to enjoy these holidays. Enjoy these holidays, and and remember what they're for, and use this time to uh, connect to people and to see people, and to be a better humans to people. I hope I never know what it's like to be in the midst of war. I hope I never have to flee for safety in the midst of war. I hope I never know that. And and I wish that the world didn't know it. And I wish that all children could grow up and have a good time and be children and not have to be worried about being killed and safety. and You know, I never want to see another parent cry because, you know, where they live is bombed and they have no place to go in the world, you know. And, and, and why are we putting people in positions to flee their homelands, to be displaced uh, in a place that they have been for hundreds of thousands of years? You know, who, who, what kind of people will do that? You know, and and it's not like we've not we've not learned the lessons of war, because we have, we have all learned the lessons of war, and 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 we should just take a pledge never again. You know, like like we you know we're spending so much time thinking about Gaza and Palestine that we have no attention for. Ukraine, we have no attention for what's going on in the Congo. We have no attention for what's going on in the Sudan. I mean, there's some real threats in the world. Uh, And and it may feel difficult to stay connected to all of it. But stay connected we must, because... uh, you know it's it's challenging it is challenging it is it is challenging it is challenging and i think i think when it is challenging is when we lean uh we, we lean on, on our faith more you know that we, uh, that we gather more. Like that's, I think that's the, that's the call. That's the call, you know, and I, I need, I need us to be better at this. And, And I know people are like, well, you know, prayer. I think prayer can change anything. It does. So, I don't know. I just feel this kind of way because this is the time of year um, that makes you feel acutely aware of God and light and all the mystery and magic and miracles that the world has to offer. You know, I, I do feel that acutely so anyway that's where we are and uh it's got to be better humans be better humans humans so i'm looking at the inner city news it's out the digital paper is out it's thursday so it's out um so pick it up if you will um it's chock full of good stuff local stuff regional stuff national stuff um so grab at it, have at it, see what's going on in, in, uh, in the world of black folks. What, what are we talking about? What are we doing? So I don't have a guest today at uh, 10, 10, 10, 15. Uh, I thought I was gonna have uh, folks from the opera, on, but I don't think they could get it together. So I don't see any messages and uh I didn't hear back. So um, um, so I guess they'll figure out what days work for them. I know that uh modern opera is having something at Schwartzman. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and here's my little my little notepad that keeps me uh That keeps me uh, rooted in what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and I'm trying to trying to stay on top of all the things, trying to stay on top of all the notes and all the messages and all the all the things, which is, you know, its own challenge. But you know, we do what we can, how we can, when we can, we do what we can. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm in a good space. All right, so this is my calendar of upcoming upcoming events, upcoming guests, which is, I love legal pads. There's something very useful about uh, legal pads. I don't know what it is. It's just like having all this paper. <laughs> I mean, all this paper is so good. I don't know what it is. I am such a paper junkie. Forgive me if you hear wrestling of the wrestling of papers. I have papers all around me. Uh, I really could go back to bed. You yeah, ever feel that? You ever feel like that? Even though I love being, I love doing this. I really could climb back into bed, and just like put the TV on in the background, like and just like turn it down low, so it's like a little hum, you know, like a hum. <laughs> it, it, at, you know. Uh, it, that would be nice. I like that. I just, I, my desk is messy. I, you know, I have to figure out this desk situation because I, I believe I'm going to get in somebody's law school. I'm going to need a workspace. And this, this, this whole situation right here does not work. So I have to figure this out. This is not, I need. I think I need a curved desk in this area. I think. I think that's what's gonna have to happen. I have to pull this all out and just, you know, make this my just a writing desk. And speaking of writing, I owe some more work to somebody. Ah, oh, oh, the things you do for love. you know, the things you do for love. it's a lot, so much. So, so much, so so much. Um. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna make myself a cup of coffee because you know I've got to have my adaptogens. It's my thing. I don't have any earrings on this morning, none, and they're they're in front of me. I just didn't put them in. I just didn't put them in. So I was like, okay, all right, okay. We'll just do the thing. So it was really nice having on Rue the other day. It gave me lots to think about. He'll be back I think sometime next week, I've got to double check. Uh, I think I have to double check because I think I have a commitment. I think I have a commitment that I have to go to. I'm not sure though. Well we'll see. But this, you know, this time is moving quickly. It's moving so fast. So um, if you haven't had a chance, make your way over to uh, the New Haven Independent. I got some stuff up. Um, Oh, there's a whole piece on uh, public preps, parks, priorities. Say that real fast. (laughs) Public preps, parks, priorities. Peter picked a peckle of pickles. Peppers. Peter picked a peck of peppers. <laughs> um, there was a uh, local artist auction for Palestinian aid at Possible Futures bookstore. I'm sorry to get over there, crafters, as crafters of colors bring their wares to Possible Futures. <laughs> I went to the um, <laughs> Crafters of Color event at the uh at the East Rock Brewing spot, Beer Hall, and bought a few things. I didn't get over to possible futures that day because uh, I had a competing event and you know there are times when I just can't I just can't get to everything and you just have to weigh that right so uh, there's a piece up from the arts paper that it's on the cover of the inner city too uh uh faith meets art. Uh, uh, for World AIDS Day. So World AIDS Day, you know, was December first, and so um, there was a whole piece up on that. I see. Uh, Nora Pattis is back, back on the front page of uh the New Haven Independent. Uh, he's representing uh Silverstein and his suspension. Um, and uh, uh Rick Silverstein is a a defense attorney, and uh, he I guess he his suspended. Uh, his law license. I'll just go read all about it. There's some comments um, uh, there, and then uh, um, Maya did a piece on uh, third graders pushing pull for science. So you know she's the uh, <coughs> she's the education writer. And she is always covering these cute, cute kids. They had the most adorable children. So anyway, um the uh, she's covering the Conte West Hill School third graders. Um there's something going on over there about, you know, whatever. I guess I have to take a test or something, science experiments and all the things. So that was that's pretty cool to sort of see that. Lots of arts. Um, and, uh, I think Paul had Alders on the other day and I was supposed to talk to, uh, a particular Alder, but he has COVID. So, um, I have to give him some more, I send him some more dates because he, he can't, you know, he's under, he's quarantined or whatever. So, uh, and, 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 and even though my show was done on zoom, he just doesn't feel well. (laughs) So I was like, all right, don't worry about it. I listen, I'm gonna be here. I, I got some more dates for you. I'll pull some more dates for you. Don't you worry, and uh, so yeah, so there's a lot, lot, lots going on, and and do read some of the uh, the uh, re- art, the uh, New Haven Independent reviewers, um, and, and from the places that they're reviewing stuff: Hartford and New York, uh, uh, Tulsa, uh, San Francisco, and and all other places. So there's some stuff going on. So so take a look. Although I do think um, that they should have a, their own color on this page. Like it should be like highlighted in another color. Like th- its own box. Just saying. So that people can find it. Because it just blends in. So uh, it blends in. Which is, you know, if that's the gold, then fine. Um, ex-state rep heads to prison. So that guy from West Haven uh, Michael DeMassa is uh, uh he got a 27 month uh, prison. Ooh. <laughs> That's like two years and something. Oh God, child, bless your heart. His wife did some time too. So I think they staggered their time so that um, she did her time first, I think. <laughs> I think his wife had a baby. And uh, she did six months. And she she was released in late October. And then she'll be home for six months, like home detention. Uh, And then he's got to go and do, you know, a lot. So, uh, so anyway. Listen, if she's already done her time, she's out, she has to do her home confinement. And I, I that can't be easy with a baby. And now he gets to go in and do his time. And what I'll say is, uh, you know, uh, reentry begins the moment that you walk through those doors. When you walk into prison, reentry begins. So, you know, this will be uh, an odyssey for him, for them. And they will learn a lot and they will uh, see the world differently and the world will see them differently. Um, And it'll make them, I hope, better people. I can only speak for myself, Uh, but it's a, it's an odyssey and it's forever. It's an ongoing forever odyssey. So I'm going to go make some coffee and then I'll come back and find something else to talk about. See what else we can get into. There's some conspiracy theories out there. We'll see. And uh, let's let's get some Christmas things going, Harry. I blew up some coffee.
0: This is Harry Groves and you're listening to WMHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. If your home was built before 1978, your paint or even the soil around your home could contain lead. Lead paint can harm young children, affecting their kidneys and brain, slowing a child's growth and making learning difficult. But lead poisoning is 100% preventable. We have funding to keep you and your family safe. To learn more about our program, visit nhvhealth.org. Together, New Haven, we can get the let out. It's time and we got the spirit. Jack was chilling, the Hulk is out. And that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here. And the whole wide world is filled with cheers. My name's DMC with the mic in my hand. And I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year!
2: the holidays, cause no matter how far away you roam, when you pine for the sunshine of a friendly gaze, for the holidays you can't beat home. I met a man who lives in Tennessee He was heading for Pennsylvania And some homemade pumpkin pie From Pennsylvania folks are traveling Down to Dixie's sunny shore From Atlantic to Pacific Gee, the traffic is terrific Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in a million ways for the holidays, you can't beat home, sweet home. Take a bus, take
0: a train, go and hop an aeroplane. Put the wife and kiddies in the family car. Ah. For the pleasure that you bring when you make that doorbell ring. No trip could be too far.
2: I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was a and for. Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. Some pot. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down the Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific. Gee, the traffic is terrific. Oh, there's no place like home.
0: To have it actually at 30, but we've been moving kind of slow ever since I got shut down and being inactive and such. So I thought 25 was a decent number. So hopefully, you guys will be alright. I'm thinking we'll probably reach it in a few months if I can continue to be active here in 2014. So it shouldn't be that big of a wait.
3: Discover what it means If you'd reach down in your jeans And have a turkey on the table For someone who's not able You don't have to wait till Christmas Day To bring your Christmas cheer you can make believe it's christmas day any day in the year you don't have to be a santa claus cause he's just a man like you and santa's got more work than any one man can do You don't have to be a Santa Claus When Christmas comes around But if you would be a Santa Claus You'd know the joy he's found You'd discover what it means If you'd reach down in your jeans and have a turkey on the table for someone who's not able. You don't have to wait till Christmas Day to bring your Christmas cheer. You can make believe it's Christmas. Santa Claus Cause he's just a man Like you And Santa's got More work
1: Back to the second hour, of love, baths, love, talk. <laughs> I had to give you some coffee. Whew, I needed some coffee. I'm I'm drinking coffee every day, and I'm drinking coffee with um adaptogen creamer in it. You know, because adaptogens calm your calm your inflammation in your body, and I actually like it. It's a vanilla flavored. I got it at Whole Foods because I was at Jackie Buster's house for brunch a couple of weekends ago, and she had it on the table. Because she made some good damn coffee. And then I got some MCT oil. Because, you know, I'm all about this. Keep the brain healthy. So, yeah. So, it takes me a minute to brew up some coffee and pour all the stuff in it and drink it. So far, so good. You know, I don't take, it's not that much MCT oil. Like, I'm not up to a tablespoon. I'm like a half a teaspoon kind of person. Because that will tear up your stomach if if you don't ease into it. And then I grabbed the ibuprofen because I'm a little achy this morning. You know, I think because I need a new mattress. So I think I think this year, the, the new year, and buy me a new mattress. Like I'm going to have to spend some money on a new mattress. So I got to wait till I get some money. <laughs> so it probably won't be until after I get back from my trip to Senegal in February. So and then speaking of trip to Senegal, I got to get my suitcase is out. Now I got to start pulling the stuff together. And, you know, we were on our call the other night, uh, about what we need to bring and, you know, black folks love a coordinated event. So, um, there's some ritual, some ritual ancestor ritual stuff. So I need two white outfits or you could wear the same white outfit to the same, you know, uh, I'm not bringing, I'm gonna bring one thing we'll see what happens you know we'll see you know I like to pack light I don't like to do a whole lot of packing I like to travel light plus I want to do a little shopping too you know I don't want to get all the way there and not buy stuff and I need uh, I need room in my suitcase and if I've got 50 million things uh in my bag, I won't have room. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna rock out. I'm gonna rock out. So yeah, I, I you know, it'll be simple. And, uh, you know, a pair of shoes that I could walk in uh, because, you know, you go to Gory Island, which is, you know, the, the the door of no return. Uh, and I'm and you know they tell you to uh, to uh, wear comfortable shoes because it's walking, and, there's, and and they suggest not wearing open open shoes. So I was like, okay, I got you, I got you. So so I'll put some I'll put some of those in my bag, and uh, I'll put uh, I'll put um. <laughs> uh some you know some sandals for everyday rock out and then uh shoe shoes to wear on the flight and then um some covered covered kind of sandals to wear to walk around in. So I saw some online the other night. I was looking so I have to go back. I don't, I don't know where the hell I uh I don't know where. Um, I don't know where I saw it. I think it was one of these little travel sites. You know, when you go to these travel sites, um, uh, you know specifically for uh, how to travel with stuff, um, luggage, clothing, stuff. I need to see about a a, a vaccine, yellow fever vaccine. So I gotta, I gotta go see about that. Um, I think I, I think I um, I saw some place downtown that'll do it. So I, I think I need to just schedule that cause there's some documentation that you have to have. So I'll get that. Um, let's see what else. I mean, there's a couple of things on the checkoff list. So um, I, I'll get into it for, uh, you know, since since we're on Christmas break and I'll be on break from the radio and from the inner city. I have to talk to John to see, you know, what what are we doing? I'm like, I'm taking that week off. And then, uh, so I don't, I don't want to be doing no work. I need to be working on my apartment. That's what I want to be doing. So I want to spend that whole week painting and hanging curtains and getting ready for the new year. That's what I want to be doing. That's exactly what I want to be doing. I want to march into this new year because now I'm planted in my 60s. Oh, and, you know, uh, Marianne Loom, Lume, uh, Lome, from uh, Janan Tomsna, uh sent me a, a video of the foremans and them sitting around the dinner table having dinner together. And they shouted us out, you know, those of us that went. For my birthday, to uh, to uh, Morocco, to Marrakesh, I mean, had such a good time. So I think I might want to go back to Marrakesh for uh, a few days. I'm gonna figure that out. I wouldn't mind that. I think I would enjoy that, and uh, see what that's like. You know what I mean? I think that would be nice. Maybe that's a trip I make every year. You know, because I I like Marianne. And uh, and and it's she's such a wonderful person to talk to. So so I might I might just you know make my way make my way there. Uh, for a little trip. You know. Like, girl, what are we doing? I can't seem to get into this site. You know. Anyway, this is not an easy site to maneuver. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. But she throws a hell of a party. People think it's I threw I threw the party, but I didn't throw the party. Do you know what I mean? Like, she threw this party. It was amazing. It was it was gorgeous, and uh, I had such a good time. You know, they got like eight gazillion swimming pools, and a and a salt salt pool. And it's tennis courts. You could take a cooking class. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I I wasn't in for a camel ride. I wouldn't mind a sidecar tour. I would do that. That might be fun. You know, I can't wait to hear um, you know what they what they got into. Um, because we had so much fun. But everybody's experience there is going to be different. So I'd be interested in hearing. And I know I will hear, because I'll see them. I'll see them at some point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll run into him. And uh, and hear all about, uh, you know, uh, the trip. So, you know. I love that I'm getting all these, um, I'm getting all these um, uh, invitations from, um, law schools to come and you know see see their schools and entertain going to their schools so i don't i don't even know it's flattering you know i don't have any money so i'm like "Mm." like "Mm." you know i i don't uh i don't have money so I don't I don't even oh, listen at the place that I'm in right now. It's all about application. I I don't think my 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 LSAT scores are gonna get me any money. I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. Oh, okay. So Saturday I'm going to see uh, a year of magical thinking. Uh. uh so. Uh, so, uh, So I'm looking forward to uh, being in that space and uh, seeing this production uh, and I, I look I look forward. So, you know, I'm going to see it at Bill Graustein's house on Saturday at seven. I wish I could be downtown too at the same time at the, at the concert on center church, uh, by the, the choral folks that I had on, had on, had on my show the other day. Uh, so I, I, uh, So, I, I feel like um, there's too many things going on. And I don't say it because I don't want too many things going on. You know how, y'all know how I feel. I love when there's 50 million things that I have to wrestle with about what I'm going to go to. I don't mind it. I don't do oh, that. then everybody, you know, it just seems like if we could, everybody has a, a world calendar. Even if we had a joint calendar, it would still be people who will say, Oh, I didn't know that was happening. Or why does it have to be on that night? I don't know why people say stuff like that. You just make, you just, you just accommodate. You just make the accommodations as best you can. Shut up. I'm just tired of these people. Oh, there's too many things on one night. Because there's so many interests. And, you know, sometimes you're going to miss stuff. And I'm in that position all the time, 80% of the time, I'm in that position. There's something going on. And then some other competing thing going on. And I have to decide what thing am I going to go to. And sometimes I can split the difference. Sometimes I could go to something for half of it and then show up to the end of something else. Do you know, I mean? Sometimes you can do that. But sometimes you just have to commit to the thing, to whatever the choice is, and be fine with committing to that choice. And then you weigh all the reasons why you were making that choice. You might It might be a friend's event, a good friend's event, or it might be something that you've been waiting to see and you're like, you know what? I really want to see this because it's not going to be back through here. It's not going to come through again. And I want to see it. That's just what it is, you know? So I don't mind it. I complain, but I complain out of love. I complain out of love, so so I don't mind. I, I, I'm i annoyed when I'm downtown for parking, but but really, that just means our city is very interesting and people want to be here. It's not Guilford. <laughs> it's not Madison. You can find all the parking you want in Brantford. <laughs> Nothing is going on there. No, no shade to the people in all those towns, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all ain't on and popping like that. You're not. And that's okay, because you're not designed to be that, but New Haven is. And so you come into New Haven, it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to fight for your right to park. <laughs> you gotta fight for your right to park. You know, like playing the words, fight for your right to party. You gotta fight for your right. For parking. I know I hate it too. I hate it. Hate it. What then? At the same time, I love it. So there's that. So be all right. Uh, yeah. So I say all that to say it's all right. I I like I, I think it's easier, uh, when the Yale students are not in school, like when it's summer, and uh, and they're they're all back where they live, and it's only a handful of them in town, because I find it's easier to get around New Haven in the summer. Although Yale, in the last several years, has been running school year round, so when the when the when the students who are there proper go home, then they have a whole bunch of a whole bunch of summer programs running around, and a and a gazillion. Uh, A whole bunch of uh, students, you know, walking the streets like they like they don't know what streets are, you know, because I remember when Yale would let out for the summer, the the city would get a little quieter. And those of us that lived here could actually enjoy the city. But now Yale has been running year round education. And somebody somebody turned on the light and said, you know what? These dorms could be used all summer. You know what? We could amp up these spaces all summer. You know what? We could take kids from all over the world for summer enrichment stuff. So it's so it feels like the school is never shut down. I mean, it is on a lot of levels, but I, when I was a younger woman, it used to be like quiet walk going through Yale. You know, you could get around Wasn't that many cars. You know, everybody was away. Faculty, everybody was away except for, you know, a few workers. You know, the workers were still there. but uh, So those days are gone, I guess, because Yale is like, we done found a way to make more money. More money, more money, more money. And damn if they don't take advantage of it. Because every summer, these kids be swarmed up in here. They're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Not for the entire summer. There's, there's a little bit of a lull time. Because you know what they have to do? They got to get the dorms ready for the kids that are returning, you know, the, and the new kids that are coming for school proper. So, uh, so sometime in August, you know, uh, mid-August, it dies all the way down. But, you know, when I was younger... It used to die all the way down from May. And you'd have the whole summer of this city to yourself. You could get in restaurants. You could park downtown. You could do all kinds of stuff. There wasn't lines out the door. You know, you could get around. Now that they have school all year round, pretty much, you only get that little break in August when it just goes completely down. You know? Just saying. I ain't mad at you, Yale. I'm just, you know, consult with us every now and again with what your plans are. <laughs> Stop acting like you're not in New Haven. You know, Yale acts like they could be anywhere. I'm like, but you're not. you here. Be better neighbors. That's all. I just asking you to be better neighbors. No shade. Just be better neighbors. You know, be mindful. We appreciate that you turn some parking, you know, you know, you know, it's fine. You know, that's it. So I'm just saying, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. So, uh, what else is going on? There's some new restaurants that I've got to get into. There's some restaurants that I have not been to, and I'm such a creature of habit. You know, I go to the I go to the tried and true places, and uh, and if it's challenging, I I tend to, you know, if I have to like do a whole lot of jumping through hoops to get there, I'm not doing it. Uh, but there's a couple of places downtown I haven't been to. I haven't been to uh uh the woman who owns Barracuda and Tiamat. T- uh. T- Tequila, Tiama, Tiama Tequila. I've not been to her space. It used to be, is in the Kelly house. So I've not been there. There's a couple of restaurants on Crown that I haven't been to. uh, And I miss restaurant week because restaurant week is a good time to go to all the stuff. I was, you know, I was, I was, I was down at uh, Wine Thief on Crown and I see the Cast Republic uh, spot is still vacant. I'm surprised no one has snatched that up. It's such a cool space. It's such a, it's a big space though. That's the thing. It's a big, big space. I, I used to eat in there because they had all that good beer. Uh, it was like a fancy ordinary. <laughs> this is a fancy ordinary. And then, um, uh, and they had a, a very interesting menu. Fancy, fancy menu, you know, like a gas, it was like a gastropub. So, so I, I liked it for that reason. Uh, but it, but I think it was a hard place to fill because it was big. Uh, and parking over there is just a pain in the ass. I mean, you'd have to park a block away and, you know, hump it in, or park in the garage. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's a, it's an effort. It's an effort. So, but I'm surprised that that space isn't um, uh, snatched up. You know, I really am surprised. I really am surprised by that. So. uh, And because, you know, spaces downtown are premium spaces. Uh, But that is a big space and you've got to have a big idea about it to fill that space. That's I think that's probably the reason why it's still very uh, still very vacant. Does Yale know it's vacant? Because you know how they do. Yeah, you know how they do. They just, they'll put something in there and then, you know, be all all crazy with, as landlords with people. So, uh, Harry, did you see this in the New Haven Independent? Resilient New Haven, continuously improving hurricane and flood preparedness. Uh, this was from December 5th. You know, I, you know, I, these disaster things freak me out every time I see them. Um, But the the 2023 hurricane season is underway and New Haven residents should plan for the possibility of flooding, which may lead to impassable roads, power outages, property damage. And to learn how to prepare for a flood, and if you click on this link, you're going to go down a rabbit hole, it is important to make flood preparations, but also keep in mind that no property is completely safe from flooding. I know I had a flood at my house, but it wasn't because of the weather, it was because a pipe burst. And uh, and it was a lot of water. Flood insurance and flood proofing are essential to protecting home and businesses. And I had to tap into my flood ins- my my house insurance, which was good because I had to have the 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 people that come and vacuum out all the water and stuff because of the mold, and then treat it for the mold and pull up all the rugs because we had finished up the basement was finished, but when my brother moved in, we had added new stuff, new carpet, new rug, new. Cause he had he had moved in when he came back and uh um and so we had to tear up all that stuff and uh throw out all that stuff it was just a pain so anyway there's a uh there's a city's flood information web page I'm gonna go check this out and I'm gonna see these things are, can be a little uh they can be a little scary I think okay, where'd it go? It just took me back to, no, where is it? It took me to, uh... I don't think it took me back to where I wanted to go. It took me to, uh, I don't know what this is. I'm gonna go back. Let me me go to uh, visit here. And let me see if I could get some flood preparedness. It just takes me to the New Haven New Haven Independent page. But well, where's the flood, flood page? Preparedness page. Where is that? It just takes me back to the same New Haven Independent. This link doesn't work. <laughs> okay. I don't know what kind of games y'all playing at New Haven Independent. I don't like it. It says to click here to learn how to prepare for a flood. Visit here. And visiting here brings me back to the New Haven Independent. So I don't know where this takes me. Okay. All right, just somebody FYI. You know. Uh, but they have a they have a flood specialist. The New Haven Department of City Plan flood specialist is Kaylee Morin. Uh, but the floods information page sends me back to the New Haven Independent page. Just FYI. So I so if I want to learn about this, I can't. <laughs> I'm in the twilight zone of, of information. Yeah. I think that's good, useful news. It would be useful if I could actually get on it. So uh Anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on. And you know, when you, you go to uh when you go to New Haven Independence, make sure you check the poster wall because there's stuff going on. Hey, there's my picture on the poster wall. I never paid attention to that before. But that's kind of cool. Um uh, let's see. Are we still ban- are they still banning books around the country? Are they still People, is that still a thing? <laughs> people are not tired of that? They're still banning books. I didn't watch any of the Republican debates, but I know they was fighting about that. You know, because Florida is like leading the charge. You know, all the dumb states are leading the charge. And by dumb states, you know, the ones with Republican leadership. I don't know what these people think they get out of banning books. I don't. I just don't understand. I I don't understand that banning books. I'm, glad, I'm so glad I grew up in a house that books were not banned. I just, I don't even know what that, I can't even imagine. My kids could, my kids would look at you crazy if they, if they, if I said, these are books you cannot read. I, I gave them any book they wanted to read. Now I would say to them, you know what? You might want to wait on this one because this one might be a hard read for you. But if you want to take it on, take it on. And I never said, don't read it. Are you kidding me? No, I, I encourage them to read you know, read the hard books. You don't get better. It's like it's like playing chess or tennis. You have to play the people who can kick your ass. That's how you get better. So you read the hard books because you'll get better at reading. Don't read the easy books, easy books you could do in your sleep, hard books that you know, you have to wrestle with what their what the meaning is and what is telling you and the information, and the words are challenging, you know, and so you have to keep a a damn dictionary and a thesaurus around because you need to understand what you're reading. You know, the harder the book, the better. Read some academic books too while you're at it. (laughs) I'm going to get around to um, Dr. Blight's Frederick Douglass book. Well, I'm going to make that a priority. I think I might read it for Black History Month. I think I might. I got to finish Arthur Ashe's book too. But I've been relegating that to the summers. So I've been reading that over the last two summers. And I gotta finish Black Kate so I could go on to the Hulu miniseries. So and it's sitting in my room, looking at me. So I'll pick it up tonight. But I've been so enthralled with Suits. <laughs> and then I gotta go into the next binge watching something else. Somebody left me a somebody left me a message about another thing I should binge watch. And I gotta go back and I gotta go back and see what it what they had said to watch after Suits. That's too many things. It's really too many things. But I'm enjoying Suits. It's snappy. It's so snappy and smart. And I love the choreography and the fastness of it, the fast-paced, and the characters. These people are unhinged. I love it. (laughs) This show does not make me want to be a lawyer. If anything, it makes me not want to be a lawyer. You know because i don't i don't I don't want to do any of that, but i I tell you what I do like I do like I do like power and influence. I do like that i do I do like strategy i I do like thinking of wrestling with how to how to do things. I like that so so maybe I do want to be a lawyer <laughs> so so tomorrow's Friday. I cannot believe we got through this week together. So tomorrow's Friday. I don't have a guest tomorrow either. so we'll just hang out and uh, chat it up a little bit. I'm doing arts response with Lucy tomorrow, one o'clock. So I have to start thinking about what was the best thing I've seen this year. And there was a lot. So anyway, y'all have a good afternoon. Enjoy this day and uh, stay warm out there. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>